Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Rethink, a podcast where we revisit past articles from the University of Malta's Think magazine. Looking at the pioneering work we have featured in the past, we catch up with the researchers to see how far they have come since they appeared in the magazine. My name is Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Diva. Hello. In the studio with us today are Meiju speech therapist and Dr. Engineer Owen Azo, and both of them have been working on an app to support multi-speaking individuals with communication difficulties. I'm Owen, I come from the Faculty of ICT, in particular from the Department of Microelectronics and Nanoelectronics. I am a senior lecturer there, and I have been working on this project together with May. Hi, my name is May. I'm a speech and language therapist, and I'm currently working full-time with ACTU, a unit based in the um, Department of Education, which supports children who have difficulty speaking to communicate by other means. I also lecture here at the university with the Department of Human Communication Sciences and my area of expertise is augmentative and alternative communication. So the research that myself and Owen were involved with was the creation of an app that was designed for augmentative and alternative communication purposes. In the app we used symbols to represent vocabulary so that children could communicate their basic needs and desires by pressing a series of pictures on a mobile phone. This was important because we used recordings of the Maltese language in order for the app to speak in Maltese. Currently, there is no app on the market which is designed specifically for Maltese-speaking individuals. So at the moment, we um, have to encourage children with good potential for language to speak in English. But they have a right to be able to speak in the language of their culture and their home. So this is quite a big project because we really want to give to bring Maltese to these children who struggle to speak. So you mentioned uh, bringing the culture of the Maltese language to people with these communication difficulties. Does it also add a little bit of familiarity if they've got like autism, if they could understand the language that's going on around them a little bit better, they can be a bit more familiar, a bit more comfortable, do you think? I do think that obviously Malta is a bilingual society, but it isn't a 50-50 thing. There are some families that speak Maltese 100% of the time or nearly that. A lot of the schools also would be more focused on Maltese than in English, although certain subjects are taught through the English language. In reality, yeah, there could be problems with the children understanding if they don't have access to tools in the Maltese language. So this was designed to address that gap. And what stakeholders did you involve as you were thinking about the contexts where this app could be active and could be employed? Okay, since this app was a project from an engineering department, the main input here was from the engineering side. However, we did make sure there was a human end to it. So when the app was created, it was um, passed on to quite a lot of members of the ACTU team. So this involves speech therapists and occupational therapists. And we, including myself, I suppose, we all had a chance to look at it and to see how it would work from a functional point of view. We were able to um, try it out and actually find where maybe there could be improvements made should we get the chance to update it. So it has been um, evaluated by therapists who are experts in the field. 
And where is it now, if I may ask? So the app is readily available on Play Store. For the time being, we have developed this on an Android platform. It is free to be downloaded by anyone. And we have, I think it has been downloaded around uh, 200 times since since I last checked, actually. Does it feel like learning? Does it feel, or does it feel like, I don't know, playing a game a little bit? Or is it just sort of, I don't know, is it a tool? Is it a toy? Where does it fit in that spectrum, do you think? Well, uh, communication is a human right. Some people would say as second most important after breathing. Because if you can't communicate, what happens to you? You struggle with your learning and then you struggle with independence and work. How do we teach it? We might decide to have a play element to it in the beginning because obviously I need to help this child realise that this app and this device are going to get him something. Mm -hmm. But I need to make it fun. Right. So in order to do that, um, there is an element of play there. But, you know, being able to ask for things I really want, there's nothing fun about that. That's actually a necessity and really important. So we would see this as really important work. Let's hear more about it. The article about the app appeared in September 2018 issue of Think magazine. What would you do if you were stripped of your words? If speech simply didn't come to you. Sylvan Abella writes about Malt AAC, an augmentative and alternative communication app for the Maltese language. In 2016, Education Minister Honourable Everest Bartolo faced calls to remove Maltese O-levels as a prerequisite for autistic youths to enter the University of Malta. The Maltese language has a reputation for being quite a tough one to master, and a cross-section of parents politicians and educators felt that people with learning difficulties were being held back in their personal and educational goals. The idea sparked hefty debate throughout the Maltese community, with many expressing their concern that making the Maltese language an optional subject to study would be another nail in its coffin. Linguist Dr Sarah Grek from the Centre for English Language Proficiency says Maltese is no different from any other language to learn. What it suffers from is a lack of resources when it comes to mastering it. Television, cinema, games, books, apps. There are so many choices when it comes to absorbing the English language. The same cannot be said for Maltese, she says. Thankfully, this situation is changing. Most children naturally convert thoughts into word sequences and couple these to the necessary muscle movements to speak. However, there are others who are unable to translate their thoughts into audible words, creating the need for an alternative means of communication. Enter the Augmentative and Alternative Communication, AAC which is any method of communication that serves to aid or function as alternative to speech. Common examples of AAC systems include gestures, facial expressions and communication boards with visuals that correspond to different words. AAC has proved to be crucial for children who suffer from communication impairment due to cognitive issues such as autism or motor impairment like cerebral palsy. Over the past 40 years, this field of research has evolved with the noble aim of developing more convenient and accessible AAC systems for children, but there are challenges. The main limitation of AAC systems is their communication rate. While most people communicate their thoughts effortlessly by converting ideas into words in a matter of milliseconds, AAC users type letters into a text box or choose pictures from a visual array to construct sentences. In practice, While a child may speak at a rate of 130 to 200 words per minute, AAC users reach rates below 10 words per minute. It is easy to understand why it can be immensely frustrating for AAC users. Thankfully, solutions are on the horizon. 
Numerous studies have shown by implementing next word prediction functionality in high-tech AAC systems, the same technology that lets your phone predict what word you use next. Communication rates can be improved significantly. AAC development in the Maltese language is very limited and no complete high-tech AAC system exists. Our team has risen to the task to tread on new ground. Under supervision of doctor and engineer Dr. Owen Asser, Sylvan Abella from the Department of Microelectronics and Nanoelectronics of the Faculty of ICT from the University of Malta, and Dr. May Ajuse from the Access to Communication and Technology Unit, the ACTU, which is the agency responsible for assessing individuals with AAC solutions and research. Join forces to create a mobile AAC app that would allow children with communication impairments to communicate in Maltese, all while reducing the amount of effort they require to do so and improving their rate of communication. The app owes its inception to Speechy, a project working on a toy that supports language development in preschool children. Dr. Daniela Gatt, a member of the Speechy Consortium, introduced ASA to Ajuse, who emphasised the urgency for an AAC app tailored to Maltese children. At the time, the ACTU team were continuously dedicating resources and efforts to customising existing AAC apps originally designed for English. However, this proved problematic due to English being a Germanic language and Maltese being Semitic. In early June 2017, faced with the selection of a final project for Silva Albella's degree, the development of a mobile AAC app stood out from the list of possible projects. Its potential to have a positive impact on people's lives made it an unmissable opportunity to give back to the community. The team discussed how they could combine the engineering and the rehabilitative disciplines to produce a practical and beneficial AAC system for Maltese children. Work on Malta AAC project began with a sit-down at the ACTU, where Ajuse ran through the prevailing alternative communication technologies and identified the essential features that comprise a high-tech AAC system. Dedicated speech-generating devices were, and still are, considered to be the most appropriate high-tech AAC system, and for some people, no other AAC system suffice. Unfortunately, speech-generated devices come with an extremely high price tag, ranging from free to €15,000. To improve accessibility and affordability, it was decided to use a smart device. The next choice to make was the operating system. When deciding between Android and iOS, it came down to market share. In Malta, Android holds the lion's share, with 70% of the users, all while being a lot cheaper than Apple devices. The app features a symbol-based user interface, which looks a lot like the layout used in most high-tech AAC systems intended for children. Primarily, users tap images to input their thoughts. They also have the option to type should they wish to. The image grid is the main component of the user interface, which users can resize based on their needs and abilities. The symbol-based system makes the task easier for children as it helps them visualise the words. The team tried to reduce their communication effort even further by using the Fitzgerald key to colour code each symbol based on the word's grammatical role. So, nouns are orange, verbs are green, adjectives, adverbs are blue, and social words are pink. The next step the team had to tackle was the integration of speech into the app. However, a Maltese text-to-speech engine for the Android platform did not yet exist, so the team manually recorded the audio. But Malt AAC goes beyond translating image tapping into speech. It enables users to add, remove and edit words in the app's dictionary according to preference. Children's caretakers can protect app features using a security pin. In addition, They can monitor the child's progress, back up their AAC profile onto the cloud and lock the device for sole use with the AAC app. 
To reduce the effort on the child when communicating and improve their communication rate, the team implemented a smooth trigram language model, which generates a list of most probable next words each time the user selects a new word. The trigram model was most suitable not only because of its ability to provide accurate predictions, but also because of its short training time and low memory consumption, which are essential for swift performance in mobile apps. At this point, the team ran Malt AAC through its paces. The app was handed over to three occupational therapists, two speech therapists, and two learning support educators working at ACTU, all of whom took it into the field. These specialists make use of AAC technologies on a daily basis to assist children in their communication needs and therefore could properly evaluate the app. A month later, they came back full of positive experience and gave invaluable feedback. Undeniably, a laborious journey lies ahead, but the time is ripe to capitalise on the momentum of this project's success and ride it to the finish line. The Malt AAC project is nothing if not a solid step forward in promoting the use of Maltese language while providing an accessible solution to Maltese children with complex communication needs. However, in addition to assisting native speakers, Malt AAC can be taken a step further to serve a linguistic first aid to immigrants arriving in Malta. In this scenario, the app can be used to facilitate their communication and support their integration into Maltese society. The Malt AAC project was sparked by the will to help the vulnerable in our society. From one group, children, we now realise that the app has potential to help many more groups in our community. We hope to continue giving people the tools they need to help them connect with those around them. So as it stands, uh, who is currently responsible for any updates uh, in the app or, and uh, how is it going to function as the Android system keeps developing? So basically we have the original source code, which of course one of the tasks of, of, of my final year project student was to organize this really well so that it's maintainable. And uh, basically it is our duty to actually maintain it and upload new versions in the coming future, hopefully. I've been reading recently that they're phasing out sort of the the deck talk, sort of like the perfect Paul, and I don't like the name of this one, but it's Uppity Ursula, which just sounds terrible to say out loud. But is there going to be like a concept of maybe introducing like donating voices for people who are got like cerebral palsy or I don't know, so you could really, so they don't speak in these robotic kind of terms or just everyone has the same tone of voice is there going to be a way of i don't know personalizing kind of the voice that people have i think you've just opened a can of worms and i'll tell you why because deck talk is pretty outdated now but voices like the ones that stephen hawking used are actually desired Hmm. believe it or not and that's actually been made available but today we have a lot better voices that are much more um, human sounding and even have intonation in them But one of the big issues in creating an app for the Maltese language is that they run off of text-to-speech, which means that there is text and what's happening is that it is reading the text, the letters, the written letters, and then interpreting that into something that is audible. And we have a project for text-to-speech in the sense that it was an EU project which was finalised many years ago. But what's out there is currently not working very well. It was not maintained or updated after the EU project was finalised. And it wasn't created for either the Android or the iOS platforms. iPad, I mean. So 
in creating this app, our student had quite a big challenge. Actually, he, he, through the help of his girlfriend, they actually created a, a database, a corpus of different words spoken both in the male voice and the female voice in order to have this bank of data. Of course, it's, it's, it's a limited data. It's, I, I think it's around um, 250 words made in male and female voices. But this is what we have in the corpus. So they came here and recorded those oh. words. In these, <laughs> yes, right. in, the, in, in this, this premises. very room, possibly. Yes. Did you collect any feedback from uh, parents or from the users about uh, the ease of use? The only feedback that we got were from SLPs, really, that we got through the contact we have through actually, to me. Actually, huh? it wasn't just speech and language therapists. On that uh, focus group, we also had occupational therapists and we had LSEs. Okay. who support children, our LSEs from our team, who are very used to customizing these kinds of apps. Because when you design an app like this, you design an app which is generic, but then you need to customize it for the child's needs. So, for example, if a child loves pastizzi, then you want to make sure that that word is there in the app so that the child can find it if he wants to ask for them. And in our team, the work is done by LSEs, so they also evaluated it from a customization, ease of customization point of view. How easy is it? Yeah. So it could be tailored for individual sort of different needs and different interests. Yes. I come from a bit of a teaching background, so just knowing that you need to integrate kind of their interests into all these sort of things. Is it the entire like Maltese vocabulary that they had to sort of record, well, or is it just sort of segments of words that they can be like cut and paste well, together? This is, this is the challenge, isn't it? Because Maltese words have many different forms. So a linguistic professor told me that a verb in Maltese can have up to 400 variations. So we desperately need text-to-speech because otherwise you have to record every word, which is why Owen said that they recorded 250. They had to choose what they thought were most important words, and he did research into that. That's yeah. still just limiting the vocabulary that you have available to your fingertips a little bit. It's just sort yes. of... And, and limiting the vocabulary to what children typically use. But he did put in a fail-safe because he did make the app customizable that someone could add in vocabulary if they really wanted oh, okay. to. And even sounds, if you want. Yes, you could make your recordings yourself. Right. So he did do that. So there is something in there. But of course, you can see the problems with having to record every single word in Maltese. That would be a problem. Did you find inspiration in tools in other languages? Maybe uh, you met uh, teams that are working for communication tools in other rare languages? One of my jobs as a speech therapist on this team is to ensure I'm up to date. And what we do is we go to conferences. So I just came back from Croatia because you want to see what's happening. Because the reality of this world is that all the um, tools and all the research are coming from UK-based or American countries. So it's always English-based. There is a lot of resources in Spanish and we have spoken to people to see how they dealt with Spanish because that also has some similarities with Maltese. But at the end of the day, when you have a population size that's so small, it's quite hard to persuade developers to actually do something for you because they're not going to get a return financially, which is why this whole project came about because somebody put me in touch with Owen. That's yeah, right. that's so how this came started about. started another project, which yeah. is now concluded. It's called Speechy. Yeah. And uh, one of our colleagues there introduced me to me mm. and we kicked off this endeavor, actually. 
Do you think having the ability to speak in a different language rather than just sort of a lot of the focus being on English really does change the way you think about the world you perceive around you? Like, does it give you a different cultural sort of edge? Language is rooted in its culture as well. You, it's very hard to separate them. And being a person myself who um, was raised in the UK and came to Malta, you start to realise that there are words in Maltese that there actually are no translations for in English and vice versa because they, they are rooted in the culture. And also you find out that people speak English here in a different way to the English because that is a reflection of what they experience here in Malta. But then coming back to other languages and uh, the way they can help uh, deal with the complexity, what about Arabic, for example? Are there tools that are in any way useful for the adaptation to the Maltese language and cultural sensitivity. The problem with Arabic is that they are, as you know, that the letters and the way it's written is different, so it's running off of that text-to-speech. So we can't actually take that technology and apply it to Maltese. We really have to come up with our own. And it's not like we're not working on this. We are kind of working on it, but it's something we can't really talk about right now, but we are. So it's just coming up with a customizable kind of... Yeah, a bespoke sort of Maltese sort of software that can be trained with Maltese language rather than trying to retrofit something that's already in, let's say, English or French or Spanish. Yeah, literally, you, you come up with a huge database of what it sounds like, this language, and um, how it's written, and that's what needs to be done here. Like we said, it's already partially done, but it needs massive updating. Um, and even from a technological point of view, we tried not to go to an algorithm which is artificial intelligence based. So we try to do something which is not heavy in terms of hardware demands. So you, you don't literally drain your battery by using this app. You so don't need a little computer always kind of working on full pelt just to keep up with yes. your everyday needs. So, so, the idea, so the idea was also, given it was a computer engineering project, to actually use algorithms which are lightweight. Of course, they have their limitations, but that was one of the tasks being assigned to the student, in fact. So not to use something which is very esoteric or very demanding in terms of power, mm-hmm. but of course it has its own limitations as everything else, right? Is Maltese quite a difficult language for, because there's been sort of like speech recognition sort of software packages for quite a long time in like for English and that sort of thing. Do you think, is it more difficult for a computer to recognize like Maltese sort of words and languages or? I think that's really interesting because you just mentioned the opposite of text to speech. This is speech to text, right? Speech recognition. Mm-hmm. And that's another project that's yes. currently being worked on for Maltese. So the, these projects are there. When we have both of these, we're going to be able to meet the needs of people not just children, with disabilities in more ways than one. Because for some people, what they really need is a way of talking and then something will write for them Mm -hmm. because they can't use their hands or because they have difficulty with spelling. And for the children that this app was designed for, what we need is something that will recognise, that will speak out what they want to say because they can't talk. Mm -hmm. So we we need both of these. They go Uh, hand in hand. They go hand in hand, yeah. But when the app can be customized and, uh, for example, a therapist or parents can add different words, is it going to sound like a mishmash of different voices? Yeah. Then? Mm-hmm. yeah. So currently what we do at ACTU is we do this. We record voices. And what happens is, one, it can make it slow. So that was the power demands that Owen was talking about. The more recordings you have, the more memory you're using up and, and possibly making it slow. 
if I customize a word and then somebody else comes along and customize the word, then I'm going to have different voices. Ideally, what I want to do is go in this app, I pick the voice that suits this particular individual in front of me, and then when I add new words, I type it in and it will just read it in that voice. So everything starts to sound the same. Is it going to be open source? Can people add to this? Can people take away from it? Can they improve it or add their own kind of modifications or... I don't know, how, how open is the shareware for this? At the moment, uh, we cannot say that the code is open source, but um, we don't have any particular difficulty in sharing the code on a, on a GitHub, for example. So, so, so in fact, it, it was very commendable by the student that he came over to, to, to us, actually, to, to work on something to actually be able to give something back to society, which was very commendable at the time which is not always so common in engineering, but from an engineering point of view. So. But it's a practical application that you've designed something and it's actually going to be used by people who really need I'm it. Sure that it's well, it's adequate. very noble. Like, it's just, yeah, you've made something and you can really see how it can impact greatly on the lives of that people really need it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What I meant was that usually engineering students tend to focus more on the technical aspect rather than, but in this case, the student was seeing a more holistic picture, which is in, in line with the, the philosophy of this university as well. So, Thank you very much for joining us today. It's been great chatting to you both. That was all from Rethink for today. Tell us what you think about the episode by commenting on ThinkUM on Facebook, ThinkUni on Instagram, or ThinkUniMalta on Twitter. Rethink is produced by Think Magazine in collaboration with Campus FM. If you are listening to us from outside of Malta, you can find Think on isuu.com forward slash thinkuni. Our theme music is by Princess Wonderful. You can find the link to her profile in the show notes. Your hosts, Daivara Pachkaita and Chris Stiles. Our sound technician is Carmo Grek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening and bye for now.